Computer, initialize Holosuite. I have no wish to do anything that might disrupt this household. But let me make something perfectly clear. I've been hired by Lord Burley, and it's his orders I will follow. Thank you for joining us on the Janeway, the Voyager podcast, where my comatose co-host, Liam Smart, (laughs) and I, Suzanne Williamson, look at Voyager episodes to work out whether our favorite captain has done things the right way, the wrong way, or the Janeway. Comatose co-host rhymes. Well, it doesn't rhyme, it (laughs) alliterates. Yes, it is alliterative. I love it. I like it. Uh, before we get started with the episode today, why not give us a follow on Twitter at the Jane underscore way. At the time of recording, we're like, I think six away from 600 followers, which is amazing. So Yay! yeah, do that. And also join our Facebook community for our listeners called The Nexus, where we don't have anywhere near 600. Uh, you can discuss uh, this episode, episodes of all the other shows we have on Holosuite Media, including Ladies Trek Library, a podcast by women with a passion for Star Trek books with Kavura and Jen. That's well worth a listen. And also one of our other co-hosts, Kyle, puts up Division threads every week. Is it out every week? I don't know. I still haven't watched it, it WandaVision. It is out every yet. week, but soon it, it will be over. No. Well, so. there's other things, not, not just our episodes. <laughs> so join. Anyway. Yes, because I shall start with Walking Dead threads, because that comes back in about a week or so. But by the time this episode drops, it'll probably be just... Anyway. What season are we on now? Right, 700? Season 1,750,000. Oh. Well, it feels like it. <laughs> Honestly, I, I've given up. I gave up with it. I'm like, oh, I've got to like. No, it's almost done. And have you been watching Fear? No, I gave up on Fear as well. Oh, I wanted to give up on Fear when they killed off my favorite character, and but then I got sucked in with um, Lenny James going over to Fear. Yeah, but that's Morgan, isn't it? Yes, yeah. I love Morgan. I don't like Morgan. He, he, I'm not going to talk to you anymore. He, but what? Well. <laughs> Oh, shit. We've got a podcast to record. Ah, oh, crap. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's about cathexis. Or as I like to call it, shirtless Chicote. Mm-hmm. There's not enough skin on show, though. Like, they could have opened up There's that- plenty of people or person in particular touching shirtless Chicote. Oh, there was one. I, I picked up on that. <laughs> she was very touchy with it. It's like, is here okay, Dracote? Oh, how about if I move my arm down a little bit? Is this okay? I know you're comatose, but let me put my hands all over your chest. This is my version of my medicine basket. Let me play with your (laughs) medicine basket. Just giving him some touch therapy, doctor. That's all. It's just touch therapy. Isn't that Reiki or a massage? (laughs) (laughs) Lovely. So, yes, if you haven't worked it out, we're talking about Cathexis today, which is uh, an episode that I'm, I don't know whether I'm ashamed to admit this or not, but like, I literally didn't remember what this episode was about. I did. (laughs) It's one of those, really, see, it's one of those episodes with like a, a single word title and it's like, well... And means fucking nothing to me because my English is so bad, even though it's my first, like, first language. I have no idea what cathexis <laughs> means, so... Isn't it a psychoanalytical term? Well, according to the internet, yes, but... <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Good, I was right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so, I mean, I, I didn't remember. And, uh, I mean, I, I do remember little bits from it. I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember that happened. But the actual plot of the episode, I didn't remember. So I was pleasantly surprised. Oh, I always remember the alien inhabiting, like, Tufok and then 
another alien coming along, but it's Chakotay. Oh! I remember the medicine wheel. And the rocks. Yes. That's about as much as and I remember. And getting it wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, so IMDB rates it, again, 6.8 stars, so sort of one of the lower, on the lower side of season one. An encounter with a peculiar nebula suddenly leaves Chakotay brain dead and unconscious. The crew is left with a mysterious but powerful force on board that can take over the minds of the crew members. Now, I do also, so I do sometimes, like, read the reviews that people put on. Mm-hmm. On IMDb, oh, <laughs> and most of the time they're just not interesting. But this particular review goes brains need brains, and that and that's like the title of the review. And I'm like, oh, okay, interesting. <laughs> Makes sense. And then the rest of it is just like a load of old. Meh, that I can't be bothered reading, but I just liked how they titled it Brains Need Brains. <laughs> so we open with a captain's log who Janeway sort of says that she's basically needs to get away from being the captain. And it's like, well, about time. You can't take people anymore. <laughs> just I've had it. I've had it with your inability to science. And <laughs> she decides that she's going to have a nice trip to the holodeck. Uh, and going back to what Kennedy was saying in our last episode, of course, they pick out on some form of European-centric thing, and this time it's ancient mm-hmm. England, which is, you know, mid-1800s, which for them is it's ancient. It's Janeway Air, is what it is. It's Janeway Air. <laughs> well, it is Janeway Air, isn't it? But I'm, I'm going to say now, and this is where you're going to hate me, Suzanne. I mean, you probably hate me every episode for some of the things I say. <laughs> But in previous years, when I've watched this episode, I'm like, oh, I don't want to see it. I don't care about Jamie Eyre. It annoys me. But I haven't seen this episode for probably four years. And in that, me- in the meantime, I've seen a lot of Downton Abbey and The Crown and Bridgerton. So oh, when Lord. this pops on my screen and I'm like, <laughs> oh. I'm so excited and I just wanted a whole episode about it because I'm like, oh yes, <sighs> Lord Burley, Mrs. Templeton. Stay off of the fourth floor. It's like, it's like, oh, <laughs> oh, I wish this whole thing. I'm quite happy. I, please come down, Duke of Tuvok or Duke of Vulcan. <laughs> Why don't you come in, Baron Harry? Oh my god. What? I just can't even. <laughs> I didn't, no, no, boo. boo. No. Boo. You mean boo urns. Boo urns. <laughs> they were saying boo urns, weren't they? I was saying boo urns. <laughs> so, I do a terrible Hans Moleman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what was Hans Moleman's? Man getting kicked by groin. Man getting kicked in groin by football. I can't remember what it was. <laughs> I think it was, and then, what, George C. Scott played him in the movie? I don't remember. Something like that. <laughs> I love Hans Moleman. Um, but, and I'm not sure if we can really include, include this as a Janeway choice, but her decision to do... This is totally up, a Janeway 19, choice. 1850s <laughs> holiday program. Like, what is she going for here? Like... Does she want to not be in control? Does she want to be subjugated as a female to be made to wear a corset? Like, is this something that she's got some kind of fetish for? Well, the original thought with her holodeck program was it was supposed to be set in the Wild West. Oh, really? Yes. I think I remember reading or seeing And Kate Mulgrew did not want to deal with horses. Well, I feel like that would have been... (laughs) Parsley would have thought that would have been cooler, but I'm honestly a little bit, like, turned on by Victorian posh settings at the moment. It would have been super costly because you need the horses and the wranglers and you're going to have to be offset on location somewhere. And, I mean, Garrett Wong would have fallen off of a horse, no doubt. <laughs> so I don't see oh. the don't see the appeal for the Wild West. I am oh, going back to what Kennedy on horseback. I could have... I could have gone for that. What about just like a porno? <laughs> Get out of my head. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I see. Okay. 
Um, so anyway, <sighs> I, we'll put that down to a Janeway because no one in their right mind would really choose that kind of setting. I don't even know who would have written a holiday program like that, to be honest with you. Or maybe she wrote it herself. Do you reckon she wrote it herself? Or Harry suggested it since he's all about, you know, things like that with Beowulf and... Mummy, you'd look good in a corset. <laughs> <laughs> Do you need help tying that up? <laughs> So oh, wow. the head maid I loved, Mrs. Templeton, because she's just reminded me of all the sassy head maids that you see in all of these shows. And she's <laughs> very threatening to Janeway, and she says that she's expecting Janeway, or what was her, what was Janeway's character name? Um, oh. Mrs. 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 Uh, not Bridgerton, not Featherington, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Not Crawley. The Dowager. <laughs> the Dowager Countess of Voyager. <laughs> oh, what was her name? I can't remember her oh name. Oh my gosh, it's um, 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 um. Mrs. Davenport. So Dowager was kind of close. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, she expects Mrs. Davenport to follow the rules. Well, she's speaking to the wrong person. <laughs> Have you met her? <laughs> There are no rules. There are no rules. The only rules are the ones that I make. And I will change them tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I don't know if she didn't delete her. So she, she's got a precedent for that or antecedent? Well, not yet. Not yet. There she is, will. Yes, yeah, a future precedent. In a temporal uh, loop, <laughs> there is a precedent. So Janeway threatens back, which again is like a total Janeway thing to do because, you know, <laughs> she's just like, well. Even in a hollow program. The only person that I obey is Lord Burley. And I won't obey him. Because, you know, I obey no one. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So I, I think that's another Janeway, even to, like, Definitely. S- some photons. So then Templeton is like, oh, I'll just have a new governess next week then. So there's, like, clearly <laughs> a hatred between the two of them. And then they ask about a cup of tea. And I've written down in capital letters, two sugars. When she drinks black coffee. Yeah. That makes no sense. Well, didn't, coffee didn't exist in 1850, did it? Oh, I don't know. Coffee's existed for a very long time. Has it? Oh. Yes. This kind of reminds me of that time that I guess when I asked my mum if cars existed when she was a kid, and that was only in the 70s. <gasps> did she smack you? I no, hope she did. She didn't. She just knows that I sometimes say really stupid things, and I think that's one of the ones that I've said that are really stupid in recent times. Um <laughs> Well, I'm sorry, anyone who puts sugar in tea is wrong. Like, it destroys it. And you're looking like you put sugar in tea. Never come to the American South. Really? Do you put, like, eight sugars? Because sweet tea is a total thing. Sweet tea? Sweet tea. It's everywhere. Oh, dear. And it's so sweet that, like, the spoon will stand up in it. Oh, fuck. It is just, it is completely sugar with a little bit of tea in it. Does Florida like count as south? Yes. Well, yes, it does. I've been there. It was warm. And I've been to North Carolina. <laughs> it usually is. North Carolina is full of sweet tea. But I was in an airport. Is that where Charlotte is? Yes. I went, I, went to that air, I went to that airport on the way to Florida. I have been to Charlotte International Airport. I haven't marked it off to the side of me. I've got a map of the world that I scratch off the places that I've been, but I haven't Mm -hmm. scratched off North Carolina because I didn't feel like I could put the airport. The same with like Singapore and Abu Dhabi and Malaysia. You actually have to step out of the airport. Yes, um, and I haven't stepped out of the airport in those countries, so Mm. I can't say that I've been to them, unfortunately. But one day, one day I will. So uh, I want to say, and I'm putting my foot down here because I'm right when it comes to tea, is that two sugars is wrong. I just didn't understand it. I'm like, woman, you take your coffee black. Why are you sweetening your tea? Mm-hmm. Well, that doesn't coffee black, you can have sugar in coffee black, can't you? I don't know. I don't drink coffee. No, no. See, I, to me, coffee black is coffee black. Nothing. If you want sugar, you would say coffee black. One sugar in her case two lumps of sugar please your grace oh that's what i was gonna say i've started um have i told you that i call jordan your grace at the moment because i've been like (laughs) watching bridgerton too much no so i'm like good morning your grace 
And except now it's moved on to <sighs> Mr. Wilford because <laughs> I've been watching Snowpiercer. <laughs> and it's like, are you ever going to stop calling me names from TV shows? And I'm like, no, I'm not Mr. Wilford. Just don't ever call him Neelix. Oh, no. He was watching Cathexis with me this morning and he's like, fuck, Neelix is a pain in the ass. I hope we don't see any Talaxians in any of these future shows. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm like, oh, me too. Except we probably will hear from Neelix. Oh, in Prodigy. Prodigy, could you imagine? Oh, please no. Because that's kind of like a cool alien to sort of draw in a cartoon. Yeah. For a kid's show. Ugh. It's ugh. Moving on before my brain decides to cry. Now I'm sad. Uh, So (laughs) Jamie then goes wandering around looking as if something is wrong. And then a window blows open because of the beautiful weather outside. And then, because I don't actually remember what was happening in this episode. Like, I was like, oh, was this like an episode where there was like a that scary child? And it turns out that it was a little few more episodes down the line. Um, but I wanted this to be a horror because I'm like, that would be so cool. Like a Victorian horror story. I'd totally be down for that. But no. No, but it wasn't. The, the creepiest we got was Lord Burley's hand on the back of Mrs. Davenport. Which, honestly, for that time, he should not be touching her. And she has a very good point. He's, she's, she's just been defiled. Mm-hmm. She, can, she can no longer marry. Well, she's called Mrs., so I'm guessing she is or was. Oh, yes, that is true. Also, I'm fairly sure he, she actually called him Your Grace. And if... Oh, that's Bridgerton. It was like, you're a grace if you're a duke, but you're a my lord if you're a lord. And he's Lord Burley. But then Bridgerton isn't exactly the most, like, realistic way of looking at things. <laughs> and I can't remember Downton Abbey whether Lord Crawley was a grace or a duke or whatever. But it's just all fun to me. This is why I've got a whole page of notes for the cold open, because I was really excited. Um, so, yeah, Burley says that he, he wasn't as... I don't know. I've written something down about women's sensibilities, and I'm like, mm. <laughs> The children need something besides him. Yes, they need a woman's sensibilities. That's right. And I'm like, mm, Well, what about, mm, what about the other lady? She's still there. Oh, Mrs. Templeton. Yeah, but, I mean, yeah. she was probably a hag. She was just like <laughs> Mrs., Mrs. White from Cluedo. She was a Romulan in disguise. <gasps> she could have been Seska. Well, no, she did play a Romulan in Next Gen. DS9. Oh, what? No, Mrs. Templeton. Yeah. Because Mrs. Templeton's been on a few episodes yet. Oh, maybe it could be. Mm-hmm. I think we've just, <laughs> I think we've just broken the show. Uh, and then we get the whole don't go on the fourth floor comment. And I'm like, oh, what was on the fourth floor? Because I seem to remember there's being like a future it's episode. It's just dusty. It's just dusty. Just, uh, yeah. Don't go up there. Mrs. It's bad for your allergies. Mrs. Uh, Templeton hasn't been cleaning very well lately. She, um, <laughs> no, like, I feel like there was an episode in the future where we go to the fourth floor or something. Well, I know in, in Jane Eyre that that's where he's hiding his wife. On the fourth floor. And then if you think about Beauty and the Beast, that's where he's hiding the rose. Oh. So. So I, I just think in all these things. It, yeah. Jane Eyre's obviously a story, but was this yes. following Jane Eyre then? Because I've read it, I don't read that shit. But the first time I saw it, that's immediately what I thought of. I just like, thought you were saying Jane Eyre, Jane Eyre because Jane Way Eyre. I just thought you were like. Well, that's why I called words. it Jane Way Eyre. Oh, I didn't realize. I thought you was oh, good on Voyager yeah. then. Um, <laughs> <laughs> then we get a com call. Kim's calling mm-hmm. Mummy to. Come see him because he says that Tuvok and Chakotay have uh, their shuttles back, but they're alive, but they're not responding. But there are life signs, so things are a bit. Oh no! Which then? No. Yep. Did she not learn from last episode? Do not send off your first and second officers together. Something always happens. Exactly, and it's who, just a bad idea. Yeah, who's next in charge? Kim. <laughs> God, no. I mean, he gets the bridge later on in this episode, and that's a disaster. <sighs> so in Sick Bay, uh, we find that apparently Chicote and Tubok had a blast to their head, and uh, Chicote's bioneural energy has been drained. Which, 
No. I wonder how tasty that is. Like, do people's bioneural energy taste like things? I don't know. Chakotes would probably taste like horn bag. Mushrooms. Mushrooms. (laughs) (laughs) Full of of Seska's mushrooms. Uh, Ew. (laughs) Brain dead. And then we get another stunned Janeway face, which I've decided is like the theme of season one because she hasn't quite worked out as Kate Mulgrew about how to quite act Janeway's like shocked expressions or it could be a case of by the time we get to season seven Kate Mulgrew or Janeway's just like oh yeah more of this shit some other weird shit's happened <laughs> oh put I'm it just on so the list. tired of this crap <laughs> whereas at the moment she's like <gasps> why do these things keep happening no his bioneural energy's been drained what but who took off his shirt? It's like, oh, quick, quick, doctor, take <laughs> off his shirt. That's the way to get the bioneural energy back through his nips. <laughs> um, so Tuvok was explaining the attack and they went on a trade mission and they found a dark matter nebula. So they thought they'd do a routine analysis. And it's like, why? You're on a trade mission. It's dark matter. Get back to the ship. It's like... Haven't why why would you go out of your way again like to look for stuff? Shouldn't you be rendezvousing at a particular time? Aren't they expecting you back by eight thirty? Like haven't you got a curfew, Chicote? The shuttle will turn into three mice and a pumpkin. Yeah. <laughs> well, what would what would Chicote turn into? His clothes would fall off. Two mm. <laughs> box ears will become extra pointy. So apparently, the ship came out of the nebula and attacked them. So Janeway's like, well, better go back to that nebula. They have Chakotay's brain. She has to go back. She doesn't need his brain. (laughs) Well, you want it to be interesting, you know? Because if he's just laying there, that's not fun. And there is that uh, small matter of consent. (laughs) 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 Obviously not when it comes to laying hands upon him. No, 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 no. She, She doesn't. She's got like captain's consent for that <laughs> that's the dream uh, I, I think there's a course in the academy that that says that that's a no-no oh abuse abuse of uh, hierarchical power yes what course is that because it's starfleet sexual harassment course <laughs> <laughs> how many times has Riker had to take that oh that's a weekly occurrence <laughs> keeps failing the exam <laughs> I think Harry's failed at that a few times, too. Oh, yeah. So going back to the nebula. Um, yes, she wants to go back to get Chakotay's um, brain juice, I guess. But also going back to where a ship attacked them. I suppose they were a shuttle. So mm-hmm. now taking the whole ship back, like Voyager, they're a lot more, you know, armed and shielded. So eh, right way? What? Couldn't they have looked at the sensor logs from the shuttle? Yeah, but they were de- weren't they deleted or something that we found out? Or Tuvok? Yeah. No, Tuvok was going to look at them, yeah. and it, yeah. Uh, yeah, and at that point that we didn't be... know. Yeah, and Tuvok's like, yeah, oh, they're okay. all they're all damaged or something. There's a virus. Oh, it's COVID nineteen. <laughs> Not that kind of virus. Oh, okay. It's it's a common cold. As long as they wear a mask, it's okay. <laughs> Wash your hands. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing that's a right way because. If you can repair your first officer, you really should. <laughs> repair him. Get him a toolbox. <laughs> or else you're going to have some angry maquis on your hands. That's true. And they, you've got to keep the peace. And looking at it broadly, yeah, that's probably a good point. All right. Well, I'll mark that as a right way. Okay. I think that's I think that's a fair call. I mean, you can't really leave the first officer. No. <sighs> she needs to have some good sex, I tell you. Back on the bridge, there's an excuse to not be able to scan the nebula because apparently there's some electromagnetic radiation, which is literally everything is electromagnetic radiation. Mm. Anything. Uh, So Janeway doesn't want to go in blind, though. So she sciences something around. But, oh, no, the sensors break. So the sensors are all broken and uh, they've altered course. Some (gasps) magic. Who authorized that, uh, that alteration? Mr. Kim, please tell me. Oh, I think it was, it was Tom. Tom, why'd you do that? No, bro, I didn't. I didn't do it, man. It wasn't me. <laughs> Honest. Oh. The 
comm is malfunctioning. Yes. So, and of course, like, so yeah, so Jane was just like, oh, we better go and investigate this. So they transfer all the stuff to Kim's station and then, you know, everything seems hunky-dory for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And in sick bay, we get to see Balana working on the medicine wheel. And, <laughs> and after all the things that I've found out about Voyager, I'm really confused as to whether this is like an actual tribal or Native American tribal thing or whether it's something that was made up by that crazy, terrible advisor that they had. So I just don't know what to think of it anymore. I know that medicine wheels do exist. Okay. But I don't believe that this is an actual one. Well, it wouldn't be an actual one. You you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, I don't, I think they just, but yes, I do know medicine wheels do exist. Okay. So there is some truth behind it then. Okay. Yes. Because um, it's like it represents the universe inside and outside our minds. And if Chakotay's soul's there, they've got to guide it back to the body. And then the doctor's just like, oh, this mumbo jumbo. And walks over and is like, you took the coyote stone <laughs> here, which will then, I don't know, put Chakotay into the mountains of the antelope women. What the fuck? What is an antelope woman? Well, the mountains of the antelope woman would be her boobies. <laughs> So, yeah, he's probably not coming back from boob land. You definitely don't want to divert Chikose to there then. No, not at all. (laughs) But, like, the antelope women, would they have, like, boobs and a normal face on top with the legs of an antelope? Or Or just really long legs and they're really fast? (laughs) Do they have too, too long? (laughs) Just, like, you know, like, those, like, plasticine, like, doll or toy things like you can stretch them oh yeah stretch armstrong yeah that thing and in my head i had stretch dude and clubber girl from the simpsons i love that (laughs) with comic book guy having the only phaser that works (laughs) (laughs) so that's like that's that's cemented my headcanon for what an antelope woman looks like now in the star trek universe just a standard woman With very long legs, like long, with big boobs or big mountainous boobs. Yes. (laughs) I was going to say talking of antelope women, but Kes is short, so it doesn't work. Uh, In Kes's room, Kes senses something. And this is where we get a sense that Kes is like, oh, oh, something might be wrong. And she goes to Neelix to explain. Well, before she goes to Neelix... What the hell was that bust in her quarters? There was a bust in her quarters? There was a bust in her quarters of some dude's head. And I'm like, who is that? And why is he there? Really? It was just very odd looking. And I did not... Why why that would be in her quarters, I have no idea. That just sounds weird. Like, why? And you do realize that now I'm going to Netflix to have a look. To see if you can find it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because... It was just... What? What the fuck? I've just seen it. <laughs> See? It's like, what is that? I don't... It, it's what? so weird looking. What is it? Go, go back. I don't know. What is it? What? What? Oh, okay. So, let's, let's, just, <laughs> let's just digest this. And just in case, I'm going to totally <laughs> screenshot it and, you, and give it to you for the artwork. Episode title being, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> Seriously, though, like, I, I don't understand. It's clearly some form of alien because it's got, like, I don't know, droopy eyebrows and it's got big, long ears. Maybe, yeah, it's like, I don't... But then there's, like, what no look like Cheetos in bowls next to it. <laughs> so maybe it's an offering? She makes an offering of Cheetos. Oh, wow. Please accept my Cheeto offering. I'm just going to leave this in the background right now. <laughs> Oh, no, 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 no. I know who this is. Who is it? Have you ever seen Spaceballs? Are they like, is that like a porno? No, no. Spaceballs, the movie. No, I haven't. Ah, this is yogurt. This is clearly yogurt. Is this something else I need to Google? Spaceballs is a riff on Star Wars. It was made by Mel Brooks. Yogurt from space. Yes, yeah, I can see that. <laughs> it totally looks like yogurt. I'm like, oh, I see it now. Maybe, maybe this was like a. Both of those are in the same universe, and we just haven't <laughs> worked that out yet. And Cass's people worship yogurt. 
<laughs> oh. And make an offering of Cheetos. <laughs> I think you've undercovered... Undercovered? I think you've uncovered the mystery of the Ocumpan people. Wow. I hmm. don't even know what to think anymore. I think we've just uh, fell down a rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> so... Neelix listens to Kess and listens isn't probably the best word for it because then he's an absolute wank stain and starts like trivialising Kess's ability and it's like oh my god and he was super jealous there for a second like who was in your room it's like Kess says no one was in my room like I feel like looking at this and I don't know what it was like in 1995 when this was out but seriously mm. was this like just glossed over and thought was normal in 1995 or not the way like Neelix treats no. Kess. No, I didn't think it was normal in '95. No, I thought it was possessive and creepy and just, uh, yeah, that relationship was just whack. okay. Yeah, no, I just think that was a terrible scene of Neelix being an asshole, and I was not a fan of yes. that at all, and it put me off. Uh, back on the bridge, uh, something changes course again, but now they're locked out of the helm. Uh, so Balana says that Tom was in the actual navigation control down on deck 12, and Tom gets accused. Now, Mm -hmm. Janeway believes him, though, that he didn't do it, and tells him to go to sickbay. Now, I'm a long-standing, like, believer. One of my biggest bugbears is when somebody comes up and is like, I've got two points of data, I can make a trend. And it's like, well, you can't make a fucking trend out of two points, because, of course, it's one exact linear line between these two points. And it's... Mm-hmm. frustrates me so part of me is like well it's the right thing to do go and check it out but also wouldn't you have thought that she'd have been like okay these two major things have happened you've sort of gone against my decision on the face of it shouldn't he be in the brig or at least confined to quarters i think it was it was the right way to have the doc check him out because i i just i don't know how to say it just... is this a case where we're going to be giving half points <laughs> we could give a half point. I I think it is the right way because she believes Tom. Mm-hmm. She's not going to be like, oh, flying off the handle, thinking it, he's another Seska. Well, she's not going to Janeway it. But I mean, it's only two episodes <laughs> since Seska, so... Yeah. So I think, then, that's the case. It is the right thing to do to believe him and not be so super harsh, but I would have confined him to quarters for a little bit personally. So, but still, wouldn't you want the doctor checking him out because he says oh, he yeah. doesn't remember this? Get checked out by the doctor, but then confine him to quarters. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to put half a point for the right way and half a point for the wrong way here. Because... <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> yeah, I did put a question mark next to this in my little notes, and then and then guess what we get? We get an intro to Durst. Ah, yes, Durst. Oh, Durst, Durst. He um, appears a fair amount in this episode, and I've written down every single time he appears, pretty much. Well, there's a reason for them being like, oh, "Oh, hey, here's this guy. It's just like when they introduce Lorak. And we'll find out later. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good little bit of continuity from Voyager's perspective there. So back in sick bay, Doc checks Tom out, and I've wrote Doc Cheeks Tom out, which is interesting. And uh, (laughs) something about Doc Brown and some crap that was totally irrelevant to the storyline except for... Yeah, I was like, why are they mentioning Back to the Future? What what does Dr. Emmett Brown have to do with any of this? Yeah, but it wasn't even saying anything about Doc Brown, though, like from Back to the Future? No, except that he... Just the Doc Brown part. Mm. Because he didn't call him Dr. Brown, he called him Doc Brown. I was like, why? Why do that? Reckon it's just like I have nerd points today. That's what the right. <laughs> and then were doing. the doctor would make him garlic soup. That is the most disgusting thing I think I've heard. Garlic soup. But garlic soup. Now, how would garlic soup work? Because I am a fan of garlic, and I so am a am fan I, of but soup. Just garlic and water. Yeah, but it wouldn't just be like Ew. a clove of garlic sitting in a bunch of water, like kangaroo testicles sitting in water or something. It will be. No, I'm sure it'd be like eighty cloves of garlic. Yeah, but would it be like a creamy and thick soup, kind of like a, you know, like the garlic and chive things you put in a cob loaf? But if you're sick, you really shouldn't have dairy, you know? Um, lactose free? No, I don't know. 
But like, like when you're sick, you usually have like a bouillon or something light and clear. I just have rice. So that's why I was like garlic and water. What Ugh. if it's just blended garlic bread? <laughs> Back to the garlic bread. God, no, garlic bread is life. Victory is life and garlic bread is life. I am the garlic no, bread of Liquid Jaim bread Hadar. is life. Liquid bread. Liquid bread, otherwise known as beer. Oh. <laughs> I'm just like, I have no idea where you're going with this. So they found out that nothing was wrong except a forensic sweep actually finds out that he was there. So Tuvok performed something and was like, oh, you were in that location at that exact time. This, well, no, 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 no. This is where I had a, an epiphany and had to stop the episode. I'm okay. Like, because uh, what, um, Tuvok used like a magneton scanner or something. I don't know. To if it find was, Paris's DNA. I don't know if it was a magneton scanner, but it was something like a DNA reconstruction. Some thing. kind of scanner, but they found his DNA on the console. And I'm like, they're basically referring to touch DNA. Mm-hmm. Two years before it was revealed by an Australian scientist in 1997 that touch DNA is an actual thing. Oh. It blew my mind. I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I remember this from school. I remember this. Is this something else that needs to go on, like, a meme that Star Trek does first? Like, iPads came from Star Trek. Google Glasses came from Star Trek. Touch DNA came Touch from Star DNA Trek Touch DNA came from Star Trek. <laughs> it blew my mind. I was like, oh, my gosh. Two it years before it was predicts in the future. paper. Oh, my God. And, and did you say it was an Australian scientist? Yes, it was. I can't remember his name. I mean, I don't, I'm not, like, best friends with him. There's still, like, 24 million people in this country. <laughs> No, but I, re- I remember this from my forensic sciences class. Mm. Okay. Well, that's amazing. I thought it was so cool. I was like, and I had to look up what year this episode came out just to verify. Was this Australian person also a writer on Star Trek Voyager? <laughs> no, no, he was not. <laughs> <laughs> that's impressive, actually. Like, I, I do like how Star Trek has all these futuristic things, and then it turns out that we, they actually are... Something. I just hope we get warp drive so I can get the fuck out of this planet. No, 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 no. I want transporters. I want replicators. Actually, transporters would be good. We have those already because 3D printers. Yeah, but you can't 3D print food, can you? Not yet. I reckon you should be able to soon. If they're just expensive, they should be free. It should be like, here, with your COVID jab, get your free 3D printer. I really want a transporter. I would love that because then you can come visit Exactly. Mm-hmm. We could record in the same house. And we could get drunk because we can do it at night time, my time. That is true. Mm-hmm. Instead of 20 to 2 in the afternoon where it's socially not <laughs> acceptable to be drunk. <laughs> Unless you're in the South. Not <laughs> <laughs> well, true. I am in South Australia. <laughs> at the moment, anyway, I'll be moving. <laughs> um, on the bridge, we get another Durst. And uh, Tuvok analyzes a flight path of the ship that attacked them, and it's all wiggly. And Jamie decides that it's probably the safe way through, and decides that she wants to follow. But then we immediately get a drop into impulse power, so they can't follow them. And it's like, oh, something's really not wanting them to go inside that nebula. What is happening? Mm. My God! And that's, in a way, like all of this stuff I don't remember happening. So I'm like, oh, okay, okay, because I, I was, I was following along with the story quite well. Uh, but then, and then one of my favourite scenes of this episode is Tuvok and Jane may storm down to engineering and Tuvok literally is just like, move aside, Balana. And like literally like manhandled her and threw her across the room, basically. And she's like, you just, you just ejected the warp, no, you just took the warp core offline and crashed the computer and basically stopped the entire ship. And Balana's like, uh, I don't know what happened. No, I didn't do that. It wasn't me. <laughs> and then in sick bay the doc finds that paris and Bellana both have had another brainwave inserted into their memory engrams which means that at that particular point in time they weren't in control of their body which is kind of creepy, creepy in a way because if i was just like a big ball of energy but like a conscious ball of energy i would totally like and this is creepy but i'd try and force myself into someone's head when they're in the shower just to see what they've got <laughs> Wouldn't you just stand outside of the shower as your creepy energy wave and be able to see it anyway? Do creepy energy waves have eyes? I suppose they do. How else would they find these people and and get into them? I am... (laughs) 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 
Well, <laughs> see, there's a new way to get inside someone. Non-corporeal sex. <laughs> oh, wow. But yeah, it's kind of like a weird fascination I have. Like, I don't... And Jordan's like always like, you're weird. But I don't ever want to, like, play with anyone else. Or, like, do anything with anyone else. But sometimes I really just want to know, like, what people's dicks look what like. What are they working with? Yeah, it's just like, <laughs> just show me your dick and then I'll move on. But I just want to know what you've got because I'm curious. I don't want to touch it. I just want to see it. And then move on and be like, okay, yep, you're a nice eight inches, mate. I'm jealous of you. And then just walk away and be like, cool. You know? But no. It has to be one of those things that people keep inside their pants and you're not allowed to see it. Anyway. <laughs> this has probably just lost every single viewer or listener that we have. Oh, my goodness. Well, then again, if people still listen to me after the troll bottoming comment, I'm, well, there we go. Uh, I don't even know what to say. Anyway, where was I? Uh, yeah, um, oh yes, yeah, so it's an unknown alien entity and is on the ship they decide and Tuvok immediately is like, BAM! Intruder alert! And no rest for the wicked there. No. If I just like disturbed you like completely. No more than usual. Okay, that's good. <laughs> so they decide that it could be anyone, anyone at all on this ship except the Doctor because the Doctor is a hologram. <gasps> He's the only person to be trusted. So Janeway's like, here you go, hologram. Have my command codes. Was this the beginning of the ECH? Oh, I don't know. Exactly. I love the ECH. But that never comes <laughs> up again until, like, that episode with what I considered, like, the Voyager packlets. The poo people. Because they just look like poo. They do, don't they? They really do. So <laughs> was it... What do you reckon about giving the command codes to the Doctor? I mean, I can't see any other captain doing that, really. No. It was the smart thing to do. Mm, I don't have a smart way. I don't have that option. <laughs> well, the chain way isn't usually the smart way. Always. No. It wasn't, it wasn't wrong because, I mean, that makes sense. No, it wasn't wrong. But what they didn't realise is that the Doctor's a program and can be deleted. So then all the command mm -hmm. codes... Would he could be manipulated yeah, at any moment. The code could be rewritten by someone. Yeah. So, I mean, is it the right thing? I would probably say it is, maybe. Half a point right, half a point Janeway. Oh, we're, we're getting very particular now, aren't we? All right, okay, so half a point there, half a point. Soon we're going to be giving, like, one-third point. One-eighth of a point. <laughs> one-eighth to Janeway, five-eighths to... <laughs> I don't know how to even do five-eighths. I'm going to have to start creating pie charts and, like, my... <laughs> colour in the bits. Um, so yeah, all the command codes have been given to the Doctor. They walk out of the sick bay in the corridor and Kez is like, Captain, I think you're right. There's definitely an intruder on the ship. But how does Kez know that already? I don't think intruder alert goes to the whole ship, does it? I think it went to all decks because he also said, I forget what he said after intruder alert. He said something else. Yeah, something, I thought it was something about security. I thought all, oh, it would have probably gone to all decks instead of like all the security. Because yeah. I mean, how would they do that? You know, like when you have like email groups on Outlook and it's like, which email group do I want to send it to? They can't exactly do that yeah. quickly on a comm badge, can they? So, okay, I'll forgive no. that because that makes sense. All right, that's been rectified inside my brain. So yeah, Tuvok decides that he wants to do a mind meld with Kess. And he actually asks. Immediately. Immediately, yes. He immediately goes to the mind meld. But he actually asks, though. It's like, you bring your logic and your mind melds to me, Tuvok. That was to throw her off the path. That was true. We get some more dust. And uh, Kess and Tuvok are then found on the floor of the turbo lift. So somebody's yep. had some interesting lift action. That's kind of, that was kind of shocking, actually, because you could sort of be like, oh, oh, something's really bad. Something's mm. something bad's going down here but then in a meeting they talk about the magneton flash scan and Janeway's like sign can i say something about the briefing room yeah why was it dark is that what you're gonna say why was it so freaking dark i don't know it's not like the power had gone out it was it annoyed me and took me out of it i'm like why is it so dark turn on a freaking light mm -hmm. so is that chakotay's job <laughs> because he's not here nobody turned on the lights <laughs> it, it corresponds to a very particular like a moya sound or pan pan flute sound <laughs> it needed the pan flute music insert pan flute to turn lights on <laughs> like when you walk into your house alexa lights on <laughs> 
See, that's what my home pod wasn't does. there with his pan flute music. My home pod, like Drum when when lights. it recognizes my phone is near the house, it turns the lights on in my house at night time. Very nice. So they're talking about the Macleton flash scam, and Kim then sort of zones out, and they decide, oh shit, he must be the alien. <laughs> and then some like talk. <laughs> I happens. agree, he's the alien. I mean, yeah. shoot him. Just get rid of him. When I was watching it, this is a, another point Jordan walked in and he just, he just like cracked up laughing because he was like, what the fuck did Janeway just go and say? She's like, well, I'm very disturbed by what just happened here. <laughs> it's just like so matter of fact. I'm like, I don't, why, why are you saying that? Disturbed that he was daydreaming. Oh my goodness. But she's very disturbed. Then we go to sickbay. Neelix is being as annoying as fuck. Paranoid. Mm-hmm. He uh, was talking about some... One having, like, cold pajamas or something. I don't quite know what it was. A pajuda. Pajuda? Pajuda. But he, but he always has a hot, hot, is. hot, And then it's like... Mm. But he got a cold. Oh, no. And then Doctor's like, just piss off, mate. Like, stop being paranoid. <laughs> so then he freaks Neelix out. He's like, you're being too paranoid, Neelix. <laughs> Maybe you're the alien. <laughs> so then Tuvok walks in, does something at the wall, and... Uh, the doctor sort of was like, Kess has been physically attacked. And I have an issue with that. Okay, do tell. Why didn't the doctor notice immediately that that, where she's attacked, mm-hmm. looks exactly like a Vulcan nerve pinch? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I saw that. It's one of my, why, why didn't he realize? That's obvious. Mm-hmm. It's like, he has how many doctor's medical knowledge stuffed into his program and didn't think of that. It's like this bruise is in the exact same spot where a nerve pinch occurs, but I'm not going to obviously mm. think about that. And she was last seen with a Vulcan. Oh, I wonder <gasps> who could have done that. Mm. Let's tell said Vulcan about the physical violence. <laughs> Stupid. Uh. Uh, so in the ready room, Janeway wants to talk to the EMH, but the sickbay holographic stuff doesn't run because the EMH has been disabled. That should have been obvious. I'm sorry that, yep. that yep. you've got yep. some kind of hostile alien on the ship. They're going to do that. That's stupid. So then she realizes that it might have been her. So she decides to split up the command codes between her and Tuvok. Mm. So I, yeah. bad idea again or good idea? Yes, it should have. Bad idea, it should have been split between more than two people. Yes, because if, yeah, because that would have been stupid, because if one of them is attacked, like it was, mm-hmm. it would then just goes back. So it should have been like, okay, Kess, you can have the emergency plant command code. And Neelitz can have the emergency morale command code or something, I don't know. Yeah, split it like f- at least four ways. I'd have split it eight ways, you know, like across, <laughs> across all the main cast. Nine ways then, actually. Well, no, because Chakotay's unconscious. Okay. <laughs> but we have Durst. And the doctor's offline. But we've got Durst. We could have given it to Ayala. Yes, he could have had something to do. Oh, and you could have given something to Joe Carey as well. Oh, Joe. Mm, yes. <laughs> so <laughs> then what makes me laugh is she just straight up attacks Tuvok. I know, she bitch slapped him. I know. <laughs> that was a total bitch slap. I was like, damn. So, I mean, she was obviously taken over. I'm guessing taken over by Chakotay in that case. And she, yes. <laughs> which I thought was funny. And then Kim and Durst <laughs> taken over. It was funny. And then two were like, fuck you all. I'm just going to do a big wide beam stun. Through screwing around with you people. Mm-hmm. You just had enough of that shit. So then back yeah. down in sick bay, <laughs> they're, they're talking about it, and Janeway decides, well, the doctor's gone, and Kessis is in a coma. So, Tom, you're going to be our temporary medic. Yeah. And I still find it hard to believe that they haven't trained anyone else other than the doctor and Kess to do any medical stuff on a ship of 150 people. I still find it hard to believe that he has the most knowledge out of 150 people. I know. He probably couldn't even put a band There has to be somebody in the marquee. They had to have somebody. They would have all done first aid as well. Yeah. So everyone can be a temporary medic, but nope, this one biochemical something or other, like, stupidity. (sighs) That's a Janeway. We don't need him to fly the ship. No. I reckon that's a Janeway, Suzanne. Again, more so basing it on the idea that they haven't actually, like, trained anyone else up. 
Well, that they hadn't trained anyone else is the wrong way. True. But in this case, oh, oh, do you reckon I should make it a wrong way then? Yeah, it's a wrong way. It's a wrong way? Okay, we'll make it a wrong way. That's, uh, yeah, I'll take that. Smackdown in engineering, the logs of the shuttle were found out to be deleted, and Balana says there's actually no ship. So that's that sort of puts Janeway on the fact that Tuvok's all fucked up and something's wrong with him. So she decides to accuse Tuvok and then keeps, like, going mm-hmm. at him. And so when she wants to reverse course, Tuvok basically mutinies. As one does. Says that she's uh, under the influence of the alien. I'm not the alien. You're the alien. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> it's like, I'm not and you're not. <laughs> Kim disobeys. <laughs> Tuvok says that he'll take command and, like, kill everyone, and then Durst is just there, you know, just make sure we get some more Durst action. To look shocked. <gasps> Don't kill me. It's like, I'm important. Tuvok then <laughs> says that his race is called the Komar. This kind of pissed me off a little bit, because I bet they were like, shit, what do we name this alien? Uh, well, Kess and Tuvok... No, sorry, Kess and Chukote are in a coma. So, uh, coma, coma, the coma. There we go. That's how we're going to name them. Stupid name for an alien. And that was like, well, that's dumb. Well, just the fact that he was trying to bring everyone into his nebula, it made me think of Coda and mm-hmm. the alien that's in Janeway's brain. It was like, I wonder if they're related. Oh, the coma. And I bet those aliens in Coda are called the Kodar. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible joke. I am not a father, but I felt like that might have been a dad joke. It was close, yeah. <laughs> but it was, it's just a weird to run across two life forms that do kind of the same thing. Mm-hmm. That's actually true. I don't remember much of Coda either, to be honest with you. He's trying to trick her to think she's dead to suck her energy. Suck her by energy. Feed on her for... There's a lot of sucking going on on Voyager of energy, isn't there, really? I'm sure there is some behind closed doors as well. (laughs) I think I would be the one doing it, to be honest with you. I would be the person that will be trading replication rations for blowjobs. Because you really need another piece of garlic bread. Mm -hmm. That's the only way to get it. Blowjobs for garlic (laughs) bread. Get your blowjobs. I mean, like a town crier. Hear ye, hear ye. Low jobs for sale. And you're wearing a sandwich board, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what the fuck are we talking about? <laughs> um, so the the entity takes over Balana and she ejects the warp core, which was funny because I like how Balana's like standing there and their head goes like bolts upright. It's like, sure, look, I'm a robot. I will do this. <laughs> was that our first warp core ejection? I think it might have been. Yay! Surely, like, the amount of times they've ejected the warp core over seven seasons that they just, I don't know. I like the episode where they lose the warp core. You would think it wouldn't fit back in properly anymore. It'd be, like, wonky and they'd have to sort of brace it because it's been ejected too many Mm -hmm. times. It's, like, sort of damaged so much as it, like, drops out of the ship, too. Yeah. That would make sense. Um, so this is where they realise there are actually two aliens on board. One's inside Tubok, and then they decide it's Chakotay's presence in the other one, which is kind of cool. Because I, I, again, like I don't remember watching this episode, so I'm like, cool, yep, yeah, I like that. Meaning Chakotay has been inside Janeway. Oh, Chakotay has been wanting to be inside Janeway for a long time, <laughs> and inside Balana, and inside Kim. Oh. Chakotay got around. And Man. inside Neelix. Ew. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he needs a shower. Which brings me to my next comment. After we find out that the neural energy for these aliens is actually what their food is or something, they do the magneton scan that sort of affects mm-hmm. Tuvok, but Tom is, like, badly wrestling the gun away from Tuvok, which is really stupid because I thought that was a terribly acted bit. It's like, me, 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 on your gun. Um, We then get something that I didn't remember and is really Mm -hmm. good foreshadowing by us because Tricote inhabits Neelix and then we get our Cheelix. (gasps) 
We did get our Chelix. Mm-hmm. I didn't even I didn't even remember this happened. So Chelix moves oh, the medicine rocks around on the board, which is Chakotay basically telling him how to get out of that ship. Yeah. Or out of that nebula. So it's apparently like a map. They get out of the nebula after Janeway's like, all power to the thrusters, including life support. Now, <gasps> if it's including life support, doesn't that mm-hmm. mean like gravity and air? Yes. So if all of life support was given to the thrusters, wouldn't they just die? Mm-hmm. Depending on how long, because there's already air in, you know, in the room that they're in. But what about gravity? Just like in Discovery, when crazy witchy woman. Crazy witchy I can't even remember her name. She's dead. Osira? Osira, yeah. She cut off life support. But Um, Tilly and the others didn't die immediately because there was still air for them to breathe. Okay, that makes sense. Because it would still be like hermetically sealed or something, wouldn't it? Yeah. So... There would be air. It wouldn't just be, like, sucked out. All right, okay. That makes sense. I would say, though, the cutting all power, including life support to go to the thrusters, does that even warrant a decision? It's a Janeway. It's a Janeway. It's a Janeway. Okay, it's a Janeway. So they managed to get out down in sick bay. Uh, The consciousness is back in Chakotay. Janeway is, like, rubbing all his upper body and be like, oh, yes. Both hands. Both hands on Chakotay's chest. Yep. And Chicote, the doctor is proud of himself. <laughs> and I wrote, Chicote talks about something. I don't really care because this is when I realize we don't find out it's in the fourth floor. And I've written in big capital letters, fourth floor, question mark. What's on the fourth floor? I don't care because I hate that holodeck program. No, I want to see more of that holodeck program. I want. No, it is terrible. No, I mean, yes, it is, but it's also so, so exciting terrible. because I'm totally into like that kind of thing at the moment. <laughs> but it's just so bad. Well, wrong. It wouldn't be as good as any of the things you're into. <laughs> no, it wouldn't be. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Not even close. No, could could you imagine a whole episode on that? Yeah, no. Okay, I'll agree with you in that respect. So, Suzanne, we have finished going through Cathexis. What were your final thoughts on the episode? I've always enjoyed this episode. I like when there are aliens inhabiting other people's bodies and doing weird things. Mm -hmm. And the plus is Chakotay's naked chest. Okay. I would say... That, for me, it was an episode that I don't remember, so I actually enjoyed it because I was sort of watching it for the first time again, in a way. I did enjoy the holodeck stuff, even though you didn't like it. But insofar as, like, inhabiting people, I'm like, eh, whatever. The actual idea that it was actually Shikoto, though, I thought was interesting. Yes. So now we come down to it. We have got two marks for the right way. Mm-hmm. Three and a half wrong ways and three and a half Jane ways. Oh, crap. Mm-hmm. We don't have a guest for a tiebreaker. Oh, no. So what do we do? <laughs> crap. I think. We flip a coin. <laughs> should, we, <laughs> should we just flip a coin? <laughs> no, we got, we've, got to, we've got to think. We've got to think of a way to make okay. this something now. So it's either a wrong way or a Jane. It's either a wrong way or a Jane way. Now, let's think outside the square. (sighs) She's. Well, if you put it in perspective of her being super touchy feely. Mm hmm. Well, no, that could go either way because that's a Jane way and a wrong way. What? Crap. That she didn't go down far enough with her hands? No, just that she's doing it in the first place. Oh, that's totally a Jane way. I know, but it's also a wrong way you should not be doing it. Yeah, well, that's that stuff. Like, sexual harassment, of course, is not working yeah. is it so <laughs> what else could we think of that's a jane way i just think potentially let's just look at the right way things the right way was okay. going back to the nebula now we all know jane ways very much go out the way and put the um ship into jeopardy because of one person so i think that's a jane way as well a little bit so i think that's where we need to land that's my argument. I still think that's a right way because you cannot lose your first officer and have the Maki going off the rails. Mm-hmm. Okay. What about, what was our other right way? I can't actually remember what we put as the other right way, to be honest with you. <laughs> like, I know. <laughs> um, 
All right. Well, then, do you have a coin? I do not. All right. What have I got in here that I can... I have a pen and I have an asthma inhaler. I don't think that will work. Mm -hmm. Okay. I will... (laughs) No, that doesn't... Think of a number between one and ten. Actually, that's a good point. Here's a, here's an idea. Siri? We can use Siri. And we can use Siri to work out even and odd. So if we get an even okay. number, it is the Jane way. And if it is an odd and number, odd is the wrong way. it is the wrong way. And we'll okay. give it lots of chances. <laughs> hey, Siri, can you please give me a number between 1 and 100? Why aren't you telling me? (laughs) Can you please read the screen, Siri? Why aren't you... Do you have the sound on? Why aren't... Okay. Let's try again, shall we? Hey, Siri. What the fuck? you got a lot to delete out of this. Hello. Do I? Do I really? Why aren't you talking to me? Hey, Siri. Give me a number between 1 and 100, please. A random number between 1 and 100 is 61. That, that means it's a wrong way. Or was that a chain way? Shall I do left and right? I can't remember. <laughs> Left for Janeway. Hey, Siri, left or right? Uh, uh, No, fuck it. It's the wrong way, I remember. (laughs) Wrong way. There we go, listeners. That was our very high-tech way of deciding as a tie-break, seeing as we had no guest this week to decide for us. This episode, Cathexis, was the wrong way. (laughs) We're so professional. Yes, we are. Anyway, thank you for tuning in to us. We really appreciate all of you listen to our crap. And we also would love it if you subscribed and you left us a review because I do enjoy reading them and me and Suzanne enjoy it immensely when we get validation. So love us. Suzanne, where can we find you online? Well, you can find me elsewhere doing a podcast called Boldly Go, a strange new worlds podcast with my friend Brandy. You can find me on Twitter at either KChainway8, or if you like stained glass and Star Trek stuff, you can find me at Stained Sass. And Liam, where can we find you online? You can find me on Twitter at LS74656. And that is all. Just remember to follow us on Twitter at the Jane underscore way and on Facebook in our listeners group, the Nexus. Until next time, remember, keep doing things not the right way, not the wrong way, but the Jane way. Dismiss. That's a Starfleet expression for get out. This show is brought to you by Sweet Media. Computer, list other available Sweet Media programs. Loading Sweet Preview Program 4, Random Trek Review, a Star Trek Review Podcast. Okay, well, it's one of those things where, like, you would expect, like, as medical history gets better and everything, like, life expectancy gets longer. Just like we've experienced in our own kind of world and planet right like it's way better now than it was 50 years ago versus 100 versus 200 so versus 5,000 years ago where you'd be lucky to live to like 30 yeah exactly we'd already (laughs) be done and dusted my friend well or we'd be super old right we'd be like the village elders (laughs) loading holosuite preview program for starbase one the star trek online podcast i don't really think that's a good idea i order you to do it right now Warning, the structural integrity field has collapsed. This is Admiral Quinn. You will be assigned to Starbase 1. Welcome to Starbase 1.
I'm Colin. I'm Admiral Aaron. I'm Dave. I'm Steve. And I'm Tom. Starbase One is a dedicated Star Trek Online podcast. If you're a first-time listener, hello. If you're a dedicated decade listener and you've been wondering where the hell we are, we're back. Loading Holosuite Preview Program 4, Star Podlog, the classic science fiction and fantasy podcast. Well, and, and it's amazing read, reading that description of the movie, because if I was going to write a description of Star Wars, that's not exactly what I would say. <laughs> <laughs> but but I mean, but yeah, yeah, it's neat to go back and read these and you're going, wow, that's just, you know, they, they don't really make it sound as exciting there, but they still, I mean, they make it look like, yeah, you want to see it, but but not for, for those reasons exactly. Computer, deactivate Holosuite.